The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should never be used as a substitute for mental care, medical care, or for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. Always consult with a mental health or healthcare professional before engaging in any activities promoted in this podcast. Have you ever wanted to be a superhero? Join clinical psychologist Dr. Janina Scarlett and host Dustin McGinnis as they explore the psychology behind your favorite TV shows, movies, books, comics, video games, and more. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Superhero Therapy with Dr. Janina Scarlett. I am your host, Dustin McGinnis. I am a musician, filmmaker, and all-around fanboy. And I am Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm a clinical psychologist, author, and a full-time geek. Today we are going to talk about Shazam! This was a fun, fun movie. It, it was a lot of fun to watch. I loved it so much. It's one of my favorite DC movies now. Of course, nothing tops Wonder Woman for me, but <laughs> I thought Shazam was so much fun. It was nonstop laughter and just a lot, a lot of joy to watch this movie. Also, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode, so just be warned. In the beginning of the film, we see a young Billy Batson acquiring a compass and his mom telling him that he can always use it to find her. What do you think is the significance of the compass here? I think the compass here, in my interpretation, is essentially our heart's direction. Billy uses this compass to try to find his mother, but it seems to be a fairly regular compass, right, that, you know, points north. I think that Billy keeps on trying to use it to find what he craves the most in his heart, which is to be reunited with his family, to be reunited with his mother. When he finally finds her, he realizes that, first of all, that she abandoned him, and second of all, that she is now in seemingly abusive relationship, so much so that she is too terrified or seems to be too terrified to tell her partner about Billy and actually tells Billy that this is not a good time for her after he spent years searching for her. And I thought it was really powerful that Billy actually gave her the compass and said, you need this more than I, because I think he found his heart and she lost hers years ago. Yeah, I also took it as like a moral compass, you know, because there's this light and dark to everyone almost is the suggestion in this film and you see this embodied in the wizard who is searching for a chosen one to take over his power and kill the seven deadly sins or keep them restrained or whatever the problem though is the wizard seems to be searching for perfection in his replacement unfortunately during his search he denies a whole bunch of people basically saying they're not good enough over and over and over again. Essentially, he creates his own monster, Dr. Thaddeus Savannah or Thad or whatever they called him. But when he gets desperate, he chooses a flawed person in Billy Batson. Billy Batson. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say Okay! Shazam? So how does the wizard's search for perfection ultimately damage him? And how can perfectionism negatively affect us all in real life? 
I think most of us have uh, these kind of core beliefs that we're not good enough, that we're not perfect enough, that there's something wrong with us. And sometimes when we get rejected from something we might really want, whether it's from maybe getting accepted into a school or getting rejected by a date or maybe getting rejected to become the next Shazam, we might naturally feel almost as if our our biggest core beliefs have been confirmed, almost as if our biggest fears have been validated. For little Thaddeus Savannah, we see how incredibly abusive his father and his brother were. They were really mean to him. They were making fun of him. They were calling him names. They were emotionally abusive and possibly physically abusive toward him. So for him, I think becoming Shazam would have changed his life. Being given this opportunity by a wizard to feel like he was special for a second meant so much. And then to have it ripped away because of something that most people would be tempted by, because of something he just didn't have enough learning or enough experience to know to reject, understandably confirmed the very worst things he might have already believed about himself, the very worst things that his family was already telling him on a daily basis. So I think perfectionism can sometimes get us into trouble because it can lead us to miss amazing opportunities. We might think that we're not good enough to try out for a job or to ask someone out, for example, but the truth is, first of all, no one is perfect out there. And second of all, by missing out on these opportunities, we might actually miss out on something truly magical as the wizard almost had time and time and time again, constantly rejecting people looking for the one. In doing so, he created so much pain and so much trauma in these individuals whom we see being interviewed years later, who are still uh, clearly affected by first being presented with this opportunity and then with being rejected by it. Unfortunately, in this case, this led to the creation of this villain who was essentially just someone who wanted to be, I think, loved and accepted. And had he been given that opportunity at a young age, had he been given that escape from his abusive family, he might not have become the supervillain that he did. We were mentioning that the wizard is searching for the one, and Billy Batson is also searching for the one. We, we mentioned that a little bit at the beginning. The wizard is searching for the child who has the purest of heart, and Billy is searching for his mother. How does this search for the one affect them both? In Billy's case, it's completely understandable. He wants his mother back. He was raised by this woman. He loves her, and he wants to be reunited with her. Unfortunately, his fixation on finding his mother does not allow him to notice how many families that he's been with might have truly loved him and cared about him. We see that when he is fostered with the Vasquez family, and he's refusing to receive the love and affection from these incredible people, frequently denying his foster siblings' affection. It's understandable that he would want to find his biological mother. I think any foster child might. At the same time, in Billy's case, he's also not allowing himself to receive the love from other people around him. 
And for the wizard, as we mentioned, his search for the one, the perfect one, I think blinds him to the possibility of other perfectly great candidates. We see that sometimes with certain individuals who might have difficulty in relationships. Some individuals might be so focused on finding the perfect mate that they might reject somebody who might be a really wonderful person. They might not give them a chance because they might be so focused on finding that perfect person who looks a certain way and who will have a certain degree and who will kind of check out all the boxes. And as a result, sometimes our search for perfectionism can lead to great suffering because we might lose out on some amazing opportunities that might not necessarily check off all the boxes, but might give us something really magical. Ultimately, we're all flawed. We all have imperfections. And that's what makes us beautiful anyway. I actually wrote a song about this called Flawed and my interpretation of how important it is to embrace our flaws because that's what makes us so special in the first place. Any of you that might be struggling with perfectionism and embracing your own beautiful flaws that make you so special, I'd like to dedicate this song to you.
love that song. It's actually one of my favorites that you've written. And I think it's so true. We're, we're all flawed. And I actually think that's what makes us truly magical. That's what makes us special. And that's how we learn. And I think that sometimes our own perceived flaws and imperfections are the most lovable things about us. So please, by all means, own your flaws, flaunt them, and know that they are some of the most lovable things about you. Yeah, you're special. We're all special. Let's get back to Shazam. When Billy is first fostered by Victor and Rosa Vasquez, he does not want to partake in the family events and traditions and repeatedly reminds his foster siblings that he's not their brother. Like, I really like their put their hands in and everybody's just like a team. It's inspiring. And, and later, we see the family grow together and become a unit, especially as the children all get some of the powers from Billy and become superheroes in their own. Can you talk about what might sometimes happen in a foster or adoptive family situation and how foster families can become superheroes together? Absolutely. I think it's incredibly complex. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of patients with a history of being adopted or having lived in foster homes. It can be really difficult, especially for individuals like Billy, for example, who've been in a number of different foster care situations. In his case, especially, he knew his biological parents, or at the very least his mother, and then couldn't find her. So it makes sense that he would be seeking her out. Many foster children might feel rejected by either their own parents, wondering why they gave them up, or might feel rejected by their previous foster parents or might wonder why they hadn't been adopted, for example. So as a result, a lot of foster children, unfortunately, develop a belief that they're unlovable or that nobody will love them or that they will continue getting hurt and rejected. And therefore, they might fear a closeness and connection. They might have a really difficult time embracing a family in terms of believing that this family might actually love them and adopt them. Um, so sometimes creating that kind of loving connection can feel dangerous to some individuals who've had a history of their heart being broken, a history of being abandoned and rejected. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid, you've got it all. I've spoken to a number of folks who, after living with a foster family, sometimes for years, were then given up because their foster family might move away. So they then had to live with another foster family. That child might then feel rejected and not understand why they weren't adopted and why the family couldn't bring them along. I think some of the best things that foster and adoptive families can do to create superhero abilities within their families, within their children, is to create collaborative experiences. So in this case, of course, in Shazam, we see the kids taking on the villains together, you know, not not only Dr. Savannah, but also the, the seven deadly sins um, protecting different kinds of individuals from these monsters. 
I think that families that play together different kinds of collaborative games tend to have closer connections. So whether it's playing collaborative board games, collaborative video games, or some kind of projects that allow each family member to feel like they're a part of this very important work can allow those kids to develop their own superpowers in a sense to feel like they're contributing to something important, something magical. It makes sense that individuals who did not grow up with their biological family might always feel different in some kind of ways or might always seek to find their biological family and also some of the most loving and caring things that chosen or adoptive family can do is to create experiences where everybody can feel accepted. I thought it was really interesting what you were saying about the drive for acceptance and love, especially with consideration to children who are in foster cares and things like that. What I found really interesting is I started thinking about how when Billy got the powers of Shazam, he used those powers in kind of a irresponsible way. In fact, he almost hurt somebody. Or hurts a whole bunch of people. It was a bus. No, did you see that? Yeah, you electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I caught it. It's just interesting because he's trying to be accepted by these people so much. He wants love and acceptance so much. He's willing to just put on a show for them. That's right. And we see that a lot with some individuals. This, of course, does not apply to everybody, but some individuals who might be certain influencers, for example, might receive more love from their fans than from their own family members. And it makes sense that they would dedicate all their life and all their time, whether it's their YouTube channel or their Instagram, because they might receive more meaningful support from some of their fans than they might from people in their own lives. Of course, this is not true of all influencers and of all people out there. But I think for some folks who have not received this kind of love and acceptance as Billy was looking for and as, as Billy hadn't for a long time, it makes sense that they might wear a mask, pretend to be someone they're not to kind of put on a show because the truth is we're all trying to survive out here. And sometimes life is difficult, but life can be a lot more difficult if we don't feel like we can be ourselves. And life could be a lot more painful if we don't feel like we're good enough to be loved and accepted by the people in our own lives. And I think sometimes we will do just about anything, even if it's unhealthy, even if it's not truly who we are. Um, to try to survive. You know, for some individuals, it's doing some kind of a performance. For some individuals, it's, you know, engaging in sexual behaviors, for example, just to be accepted, just to find love and connection. And I think that ultimately what we find out is that the most meaningful relationships are ones that are built on openness, trust, and vulnerability. And I think that's what Billy was searching for. He just didn't know how to find it. Thanks to his chosen family, he was able to find it in the end. This is proof of authenticity. Super strength. Electricity manipulation. Hyper speed. Superpowers, dude, I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Well, as you mentioned just now is family, and there's a huge theme of family. You see it in two separate situations between Billy and Thaddeus, we're able to see that sometimes our biological families may not always be kind and accepting of us. 
As we saw with the Vasquez family, our chosen family may sometimes become our own family. Can you please talk about that connection there? Absolutely. For some individuals, especially individuals like that is who might be different, might be actually more emotionally advanced, uh, more emotionally sensitive, growing up as a child are more likely to be bullied by family members who might not understand how special these little kids are. Unfortunately, some parents might have this idea that their children have to be exactly like them, that they have to, for example, be tough or have certain beliefs that are shared with the parents or follow a certain uh, career path. And so when their child might have different interests or different identity or different preferences or different emotional expression, they're likely to then at times be rejected or in some families even bullied and shamed and abused. Sadly, we see that in Thaddeus who so badly just wanted to be accepted by his family, but his father and his brother his entire life were extremely abusive and awful toward him. Ultimately, what we all need is a sense of love and belonging. That is something that Taddy has always wanted and never received, and a sense of feeling special. And that is something that Billy always wanted. And with Billy, we see that when he was finally able to find his biological mother, she ended up abandoning him once again, all over again. At times, it is our chosen families that might actually recognize the special gifts that we have, the beauty of our sensitivity, our emotion, our identity. It's perfectly okay to develop our own chosen families. It's a survival mechanism. So sometimes if the people closest to us don't accept us, if they don't see how special you truly are, it is perfectly okay to find other families with whom you can also connect because you are special and the very thing that your family might not understand about you, someone else might actually find to be the most special thing about you. Right on. That's exactly what we're trying to do here. And thank you all, all of our listeners, for being a part of our family. We definitely enjoy doing this. And we're going to go ahead and end this episode of Superhero Therapy with Dr. Janina Scarlett. Again, my name is Dustin McGinnis. You can find me on Twitter at The Valiant Geek. I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. I am Shadow Quill on Twitter. We do have a couple of announcements. So as of May 7th, you should be able to request uh, copies of Therapy Quest in your local bookstore or library. And also, we will be launching a new podcast. In addition to this one, Superhero Therapy Podcast will continue. And our new podcast will be called Harry Potter Therapy, in which we will be exploring each chapter of the Harry Potter series and talking about the psychology behind each of those chapters. So please follow us, subscribe to both podcasts, and please feel free to share these on social media, especially if you feel like some of the themes in these podcasts may be helpful to you or anyone else out there. Also, please feel free to reach out to us and let us know if you have any other TV shows or movies or comics or superheroes that you would like to know a little bit more about in this fashion. And we will definitely take your considerations into our heart. 
If you are interested in suggesting some themes for us, please email me uh, directly, Dustin at superhero-therapy.com. We'd be more than happy to consider any requests out there. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.